This movie is so many years in the making. I've been looking forward to it. I wanted a solo Black Widow film. And the idea of Natasha Romanoff having an origin film should have been discussed and executed a long, long time ago. She's been uh, an integral part of the Avengers since the inception of the MCU. And she eventually got her due. I guess better late than never. But... It is a fair criticism to say this should have been done before. Now, let's layer on top of that her, you know, her solo and her introduction into her mythos and the possibility of spinoffs. I was so... Uh, this movie, in a nutshell, was grittier than most Marvel movies. I will say that. And honestly, the biggest part I loved about it is that it had more heart, more feels... And works in weird ways you wouldn't actually expect it to. I swear I only cried once. Or like five times, but you know, who's counting? So, during the time of Captain Marvel, if you remember, we saw that movie specifically geared and marketed that this movie, this was the one that little girl should look up to. This movie, take your daughters, take your sisters, take your nieces, make sure they see Captain Marvel. When, in reality, Black Widow is the movie that this should have been paraded for for little girls. It tells this amazing tale of sisterhood. When, with an overlying theme, kind of, that could ring true to anyone, which I personally think is never let them take your heart. The movie has a duality of Bond-esque ass-kicking action and pure heart. Now, all while learning how to survive against subjugation. I want to talk about this, and I'm going to talk about it in a kind of detail, so make sure if you want to go see the movie, you don't want spoilers, you back out now. Black Widow was fan Fantastic. I absolutely loved it. I do have some complaints that I want to talk about, and I do have a fair amount of criticism, but this movie to me felt different. And I don't know if it's my crazy messed up life and I had a way of looking at this movie and relating to it more, but it was beautifully done. Like, I would say this is top three Marvel movies for me. Maybe this, Civil War, and Ultron, because I love Ultron. Give me a break. I always loved Ultron as a villain. So, let's start with the opening flashback. We see a little bit of Natasha and her daughter, or her sister Yelena. They are basically stolen girls. They were taken from their mother, and now they're living, and they think their adopted parents are taking care of them in Ohio, when they go on this great adventure. And the adventure is just, you know, Red Guardian and Iron Maiden, who didn't actually get a name drop, but Melina was Iron Maiden in all sense and purposes, except for she wasn't as villainous. Take off. And they need to get back to, to Russia. It's Cuba first, but Russia, right? So we're going to talk about that. But what I want to talk about before we really get into that is that opening scene. And if you're not planning on seeing the movie, I implore you, go watch, it's on YouTube, the opening credit scene. It has a cover of Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. 
And it is perfect. It is like within seconds, I was trying to hold back tears, but I couldn't. You see the little girls captured. You see them put into the containment things. You see what happens in the red room. I wish we would have been able to explore that red room a little bit more. Honestly, I do. But this whole scene was so captivating. Like, I have nothing bad to say about it. It was beautifully done. And it's something you wouldn't exactly expect from Marvel with the whole idea of children, child trafficking and stuff like that. But wow. Like, that opening credit scene, I watched it again just a little bit ago. And I was just like, yeah, I, I, I can't say anything bad about it. Down to the music. It was beautiful. So, that is also, right after that at least, is when we meet Dracoff. And he is played by Ray Winston, and we are going to have him as our main villain, even though most of what we're going to see with him, him is in the third act. So we're going to kind of wait to talk about him, too, you know, not so much yet. But we see present time, and we see Yelena awaken. And I absolutely love Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. She does a fantastic job, and I hope you guys like her because we're gonna see more on her. We'll talk about the end credit scene later, but she is absolutely fantastic in her role. But we see her awakened from her, you know, mind controlling, and hers was a little different than Natasha's. Natasha's was more on a, you know, a drilling and a uh, defensive method, method, right? Whereas for Yelena and that generation, it was all chemical. You lose your free will. You lose all of your free will. So basically, you're living in a nightmare, right? You're living in this nightmare where you know you're taking out person A and B, but you don't want to kill person A and B, but you can't control it. It's a nightmare. One of the other things I wish they would have explored more, and it's been teased a little bit in Civil War, and now, again, here was the loss of the ability to have children. That's a big deal. A big deal. A huge deal. And they completely give all these women hysterectomies. And it's played off later on when they get Red Guardian out of, out of jail as a joke. It shouldn't have been played off as a joke. It's something very serious. It's something that, you know, is absolutely horrific to take away from women against their will. And it was played off as a joke. I was really disappointed in that. So it is nice though, this movie, you know, kind of as a send off, we've seen the evolution of Scarlett Johansson as Natasha. And we've seen her go from, you know, kind of a side character in Iron Man, and, and we've seen her a side character in Winter Soldier. We've seen her outfits change and kind of her grow up a little bit. I did love seeing this evolution. I do feel like this was a fair uh, goodbye to Natasha, so to speak. So one thing I also really liked is when after she's awakened, we see Natasha, and she's this is post-Civil War. So she's on the run, right? She doesn't want to be found and she is looking for somewhere to stay. And that's where we actually get to meet O.T. Fangenball, or Mason. <laughs> that's the actor's name, O.T., um, who a lot of people thought was a red herring for Taskmaster. But actually, in the comics, Mason is called The Agent. And a lot of what we see from him is him helping out 
Natasha to get this or to get a hideout, to get a plane, to get, you know, food or whatever it is. In the comics, he's used a lot. So I'm hoping we, I like the character. He seems, you know, to have a lot of heart in him and Natasha had a great relationship. So I'm hoping they use the agent or he gets his name of the agent. We maybe see him a little bit more, but he gets her a hideout. She gets, you know, mail has to run to town. And that's the first time we are introduced to Taskmaster. Now, Taskmaster, okay, so the first, the first act of this was all action. Like I was shocked at how much this was, you know, front loaded with action. But seeing Taskmaster in those moments not care about Natasha, what he wanted was the fact that she had the antidote and she didn't even know it. So she is able to get it and, and escape, kind of, but it's fantastic. Those action scenes were so well choreographed. I really, really enjoyed seeing all of them, whether Elena was involved or not. But when they do finally get together, they, uh, they fight it out for a while, and then we see them talking. And we see that sisterhood. And we see that silliness between the two. Like, the joke about the vest and the fact that we see it in Infinity Wars is so fucking cute. Like, I love the vest. It's got a lot of pockets. You can put stuff in it, right? So, <laughs> um, and then, you know, I got to talk about the posing joke. Because Natasha's one of those superheroes that wants to be on magazines and wants, you know, the little girls to look up to her and da-da-da-da-da. Whereas Yelena's more just like, I used to kill people for a living, so why are you doing this? And, you know, they make jokes about, why do you do that superhero pose? Why do you do that superhero pose? And it's hilarious. I love the way those two interacted. And I think Florence Pugh as Yelena did a good job of adding to the movie, but not taking it away from Scarlett Johansson. There are some characters, like specifically when I did my Mortal Kombat review, the man that played Kano stole the show, stole it, upstaged everybody because he was so good. These two were on the same level, but yet she didn't take away the fact that this was truly a Black Widow movie. So we also are going to meet or re-meet David Harbour as Alexi and Rachel Wise as Melina, you know, mother and father, kind of, kind of, but David Harbour's hilarious. I Talking about the family stuff, I didn't think that that was going to work at first. I thought it might be cringy. And then I wanted more. And then I wanted so much more. I, I It was adorable to see the relationship and to realize that, you know, characters like Red Guardian, you kept having these jokes about, you know, him going up against Captain America, but he couldn't have. So I'm wondering if that's a little Easter egg, maybe another story, or maybe an Isaiah Bradley from the 80s. I'm not sure, but I wish they would have let him save the day just once, just do something great, just once. He deserved that one heroic moment, but David Harbour really brought Red Guardian or Alexi to life. He did a good job. Now, one thing I really really wish there would have been more of and even to the detriment of taking all the family stuff away is more of the red room now i loved when they talked about the red room how they're using the world's most wasted human resource girls a gender that's been discarded for so long and still is today in countries in the middle east Think about, you know, all of the discarded females in China and stuff like that. 
I love how they use that for the Red Room. I just wish there was barely any, I think my main complaint is when they were on um, the floating satellite, which we'll talk about here, or floating base, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, I think that they could have shown more of the girls working together, working in tandem, kind of, you know, go through their training exercises. We saw some, but it didn't feel like enough. So we need to talk about Taskmaster because I know a lot of people are kind of upset about this. Taskmaster has always been a fan favorite. So if you're going to gender Ben a, a superhero or supervillain, Try not to pick the fan favorites, but I will say that Olga Kurleko did a fantastic job. She sold it. It worked well with the story. What I wish they would have shown more of in, it, it did feel, it wasn't Taskmaster in name only, but it kind of was, right? Um, we got to see a little bit of the fact that he could copy this or copy that, that, you know, Taskmaster can generally do, but not enough. We were told we should have been shown more. And another thing we were shown and not told about, which could have been one throwaway line, was why did Taskmaster have male physical attributes like this chest plate? Why? Like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I'm not sure, but I did like the performance. I did like the fact that it was Dracov's daughter that Natasha thought she had killed. And by the end, she frees her also. So I did like that. So let's go into the third act, and that's the most confusing. I, at first, was kind of, you know, taken back a little out of the story because it was this whole base of operation for Dracoff is in the clouds because satellites totally wouldn't be able to detect that. But suspending disbelief, once they are on the actual ship, we see a shift in everything. Basically, um, we see Melina and Natasha change spots, right? And eventually Natasha does go up against Dracovs, and we find out that he's been doing this for a long time, whereas if you can smell him, the pheromones that he releases, you cannot physically hurt him. Now, that's a cool concept. It works pretty much, you know, and, and there is a way around it, which we'll talk about in a minute, but every single time that man was in the room, and it was mostly the third act, I felt uncomfortable. Every single time he talked to Natasha or touched her face, you saw her hair move. He was so close, and that was the point. You were supposed to feel uncomfortable. This man's been controlling all these women all along, it was pretty gross. Like the man just gives you the creeps. And he, so he did his job, right? One weird part was when, you know, the black widows were all going up against Natasha uh, before they get freed and she broke her nose and then she just like fixed it right away. Okay. All right. I don't think it would be that easy, but you know, all right. I eat again, suspending disbelief, but I did love, I love the third act. It was so. Um, <laughs> it was so convoluted with how they did it. They should have maybe stretched it out or made it a little bit different, but we do get to see, you know, um, Taskmaster and her Natasha fight as they're falling. And it was wonderful. It was really well done. I thought 
that, you know, that entire time, maybe we were going to see Taskmaster die and then, you know, somebody else take up that mantle. And I do think that mantle is able to be taken up. So we see her eventually freed. She asked, is he gone? Talking about her father because she was, you know, under his control. Well, the biggest problem I have here is the fact that I hope with something like the Mandarin, we saw Iron Man 3 make the Mandarin a completely different character. So I'm hoping that maybe she just goes with the Black Widows and we actually see Taskmaster as he is become Taskmaster. Maybe use that as inspiration and then go forward. But we'll have to wait and see. It took like what? 10 years for that to happen in the MCU to have a proper Mandarin. So I don't know. Now the ending. It was lackluster. It was great, but it was lackluster at the same time because it was a faded ending. We knew nothing was going to happen to Natasha, for one. We knew nothing was going to happen to Yelena because she's, in a way, in a thunderbolty kind of way, taking over for her sister. Now, I wasn't sure about Iron Maiden and or Melina and Red Guardian, but I did like when she was walking away and or walking up and she's like, so is that or Natasha's like, so is everybody okay? And she's like, I am clearly injured. Like that was really cute. I did like that. But they took off. I love the whistling. I love the little elements they put in. But what I love, and we do see General Ross, and I'm wondering if they're setting up some sort of Red Hawk, but, you know, he's getting pretty old, so I don't know there, but, you know, it could happen. End credits. Oh, I was like, yay, I only cried four times during this movie. Yeah, then the end credits hit. So, the end credits, we see Yelena at her sister's, in present time, at her sister's gravesite, Right? And at that gravesite, she whistles, and if she doesn't get it returned, and we see Madame Hydra show up. And I do believe this was the first time we were supposed to see her, but because of the delay, we saw her. Then again, our Contessa Valentino, I won't call her the wrong name. We saw her in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, she says, you know, you're not supposed to bug me on my, my holiday, and she's like, well, I have another person for you. Would you like to take aim at the person that caused your sister's death? And we see on the tablet she has Hawkeye. I'm assuming that she is going to show up in the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. That's my assumption. But I would like to see some something done with this. I want to see some sort of spinoffs. Whether it is the Black Widows, which are still all over the globe. This man had Black Widows all over the globe. He affected, you know, the destabilization of the government of Ukraine. He affected many things. We saw him with Bill Clinton. We saw him with multiple different powerful people. There needs to be some sort of spinoff that we either clear the Widows. We see something else done with the Widows. Because they can be established like the Dormelages. Or... We see something with the Taskmaster character done further. Yeah, I mean, even Red Guardian, he did great. But I think he's got his Stranger Things and all of that. So I don't know that that would happen. But this movie, to me, and I think it's a lot when you give kind of a rating or, you know, talk about why you like this movie. A lot of it always comes down to, for one, everything's subjective. 
That's unfortunate, but it's the truth. And two, feelings. I will tell you, as a woman, I would probably say that I will enjoy this more than men. I loved the way things were done from a female perspective. I loved uh, the way I felt when I seen these women freed. I loved the way I felt when I seen the family stuff or, you know, looked at how fucked up they were, but yet it was still so wholesome in parts, in parts. I love those things. So that's the biggest problem with saying this is my favorite or this is my least favorite is it all comes down to feelings. But I will tell you, it's worth your watch. It's worth seeing. It was beautiful. And I think there it was a great send off to Natasha. I will say my bias is there because of personal experiences and all of that. But it was beautiful. And I absolutely loved this movie and I absolutely recommend it. Wasn't this ooh feminist agenda, blah, blah, blah. It was amazing. And that's all I got to say about that. So let me know, of course, what you guys think about this. I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.